few years ago, I was at a friend's wedding, and I remember thinking during the vows what an important test it was to be able to say out loud in front of your closest friends and family why you were choosing to spend your life with this particular person, why you loved this person, why of all people in the world, this person. It really struck me how enormous an admission that was, how I hoped I would be able to do that someday, and how I needed to break up with the guy I had brought to that wedding. In the years that followed, that became my test of a relationship. Could I answer those questions about whom I loved and why I loved him openly and honestly in front of all of the people I cared about? And here we are, and I can. And there is so much to say. It is such a relief to have so much to say, and not just to my therapist. One thing I love about you, Ian, is that we have said most of these things to each other already. You never let a day go by when you don't tell me how much you love me. And this is, of course, after warning me early on that you didn't want to say I love you too often because you felt it would lose its meaning. I love that you have no strength in your convictions when it comes to the limits of your love. You continue to surprise me and yourself, I think, with your capacity to love and be loved. I love that I can count on you completely. You always do more than you say you will. In fact, when I recently had a little health scare, which turned out to be nothing, your response was not on my watch, nothing is going to happen to you on my watch. And although you sometimes seem to have superpowers, I know you can't stop bad things from happening to us or to the people around us, but the way you reacted and dropped everything to take care of me made me feel confident that we'll be able to get through anything. You make me feel safe and watched over, like nobody ever has before. In fact, there is only one promise you have not kept, and it was one you made when we first met. You said I shouldn't date you because you would break my heart. I believe my response was, how do you know I won't break your heart? And the game was on, and we both failed miserably, as evidenced by this rather public waving of the white flag. I love how much you love your family and friends, and what a good friend you are, and what good friends you surround yourself with. I feel confident that you would have realized on your own what a catch I was, but I still credit your friend Christina for punching you fairly hard after she met me and telling you not to screw this up. And although you definitely have a mind of your own, I know that a veto from any one of a number of people here might have meant no party tonight. Well, you would have been at some party tonight, but not this party. And I have to thank my friends, too, for ignoring my plea not to let me fall in love with you after you warned me I shouldn't. I remember when Liz and Elisa and Julie met you. They told me the next morning they liked us together, and they were off the case. Apparently nobody could stop this wedding from happening, not even our friends who could normally be counted on for anything. I love what a good neighbor you are. I never had a neighbor who brought me pumpkin souffle or green apples for bay. I can't complain, though, because I have a boyfriend who does. A boyfriend who, even when I'm doing the lemonade fast, tells me I don't need to, then tries to make even not eating fun by buying a Darth Vader bendy straw and making lemonade popsicles with ice trays and toothpicks. Of course, this generosity comes with a price. Gone forever are the days when I could, like a good New Yorker, go into my house or walk down the street without talking to anyone. You make friends at the shoe repair store NJ&R. You know every dog that walks down our lane by name, even those two identical dogs. You remember which one is the nice one. Which brings me to another point. You do not judge based on appearances. You are not a snob. I love that you are as impressed by a good cheesemaker as you are by Sir Elton John. Speaking of cheese, I was thinking about that first night you cooked for me, which included the first of many cheese lectures. 
You like to say that's how you wooed me, but that's not exactly what happened. What happened was that it was very early in our relationship. In fact, we weren't a relationship. We were at best an extended booty call, and sometimes I went to your place when you were drunk instead of you showing up at mine, so we weren't even doing a booty call right, which is why I almost canceled our dinner plans that night. I was feeling tired and not in a great mood, and I didn't feel like dressing up or putting on makeup, and I knew we didn't have the kind of relationship where I could just come over and be myself, and I felt certain we never would, and I was thinking maybe I'd never have that, and I think I said pretty much all of that when I called to cancel, and I remember you replied, you're a freak, but okay, and then we hung up, and I sat there wondering if I was a freak, which had never really occurred to me before. So I decided to go over, no makeup, not in a great mood, and as soon as I arrived I saw you had all the ingredients you'd bought at the farmer's market on the table.